Welcome to Unsigned Hype Episode 8. On this episode, I have the pleasure to talk to the incredible artist Prisha Mehta from Dallas, Texas. Prior to her interview, I asked Prisha which song she would play for someone that wasn't familiar with her music yet. She chose her song, Leaving You, for now. And if you're not familiar with Prisha's music yet, here's a snippet of that song before we jump into the interview. This is Unsigned Hype. The song you just heard is called Leaving You For Now by Prisha Mehta, who is joining us from Dallas, Texas today. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome you to the show. Prisha, why is Leaving You For Now the song you would play for someone that has never heard your music before? That's a good question. Um, I think the simple answer is, I think it's the best song I've made so far. I think it's the most authentic song I've made so far, instrumentally, lyrically, performance-wise. Um, it's a song I wrote last summer before I went off to college about my experience leaving home, and the lyrics just came out of me very quickly in like the span of 30 minutes, and um, so did the music. And I think that those are the best types of songs, the songs that just come right out of you. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's a very authentic song in in all of its ways and um it's it captures me pretty well. That's interesting because I so you mentioned the songs that that come out relatively fast, also in terms of writing and putting it together, those are the songs that you you personally consider to be very good. Is other than the 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 approach of how fast you are, what now in this current state gives you the feeling that this is your best song because that's how you put it right did you did you say i don't remember did you say best song that you've that you've that you've recorded yeah yeah, yeah I, I think it is my my best song one because like i said i think it's the most authentic um two i just really like the lyrics um i think there there's i really particularly like the second verse the way i wrote that as well um and I really love the production. I think it's just the the producer that I worked with. I remember sitting down with him in the first session saying, playing him a song on my um, acoustic guitar and then just being like, this is the type of vibe I want. I want it to sound like this. And within like two or three weeks, we put together a track that was just what I wanted and more. And um everything just fits so well together with the lyrics and the and the production and everything. So you mentioned authenticity. Um, I'm wondering if this is your most authentic song, what made the songs you put out before that less authentic in your, in your own words? That's, that's a great question as well. Um, so I guess to give you some background, this song that I just put out, um, well, not just, I put it out about six months ago, um, seven months ago, actually last December, um, and I'm currently working on a video for it that's going to be out soon. It was the first song that I put out in like a year uh, when I put it out in December. I hadn't put out a song since like 2021. Um, and all the songs I'd done before leaving you were songs that I'd written in high school. Um, and I was just very 
much at that point in my life experimenting with different sounds and um you know musical genres i didn't really know what kind of sound i wanted in my music and i think that at at times i would sit down with my producer and be like what kind of you know what should i do next because i i didn't know what i wanted as far as my sound and sometimes you know he would just say, what if you tried out, what if you wrote this type of song? And I remember at one point I wrote like a, a dance type song, like a, like an electronic dance song, which is very different from the kinds of music I would typically write as like a more singer songwriter with my acoustic guitar kind of thing. Um, so I was just experimenting with a lot of things and I was, I was writing things that I wouldn't normally write lyrics that didn't necessarily capture you know how i felt um so i was i was trying out different writing styles and it it didn't feel like me um until leaving you i think so what what do you write about if you if you can put that into words because i understand also it's sometimes talking about the inspiration for lyrics is not always super easy to put you know to 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 understand where they come from but but um do you do you have an understanding of what you were writing about before it was truly you like what where did that come from the lyrics that you put down yeah so i mean i i guess i was i was still writing about me with some of those songs like i think one song that i put out lose it all completely written about myself um but then there were a couple other songs that i put out like chosen and in the end where I was just writing about concepts that I didn't necessarily identify with. Like I was writing about for chosen, like falling in love, which I had no experience with at the time. <laughs> And, um, you know, I was just sort of trying to find lyrics to fit the beat that was created. And, um, I would just, you know, listen to the track and, think of a concept that would work well with it and then just write based off that. It didn't feel like I had a personal connection to the lyrics that I was writing. If, if you know what I mean uh, yeah. with, with those, with those particular songs, but there, there were songs like lose it all for instance is I think the song I'm most proud of from that point in my life, from my high school years, it's a song I wrote my freshman year of high school. Um, and that was completely completely came out of my heart. Um, and again, those are the types of songs that I just enjoy listening to most because I know that they came from a real place. Yeah, you were mentioning that. So I think your first releases are dating back to like 2019 um, and you've put out three songs in between or ever since, I guess, right? So is that is that correct? So my so first ever all. song, my my first ever song actually came out in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, And it's no longer on Spotify, but it's all on it's on YouTube. Um, and there's a music video up for it still as well. It was called Gloves No Makeup. I wrote it um like in eighth grade, and I think it came out the summer before my freshman year of high school. Can you just because that's interesting. I I I would like to understand what drives you to write that first song at a relatively mm. young age and then really like putting it you know, making 
turning it into a song, turning lyrics into a song in high school. Do you remember that that moment when you decided to put something down on paper and start singing it? Yeah. Well, that moment came, I think, a lot earlier than than when Gloves No Makeup came out. I think that came out, that moment happened when I was like in seventh or sixth grade. Um, and how I old are you I started taking, I was like 11, 12 when I first thought, hey, I should start writing songs. This sounds fun. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think the catalyst for that was I was taking music lessons. I was learning how to sing and um, I was taking like stage performance lessons as well. And I was around a lot of musicians all the time for the the program that I was in at the time. And I was singing cover songs mostly, but then I, at some point I was just like, I've always sort of had that creative instinct to make something. And I found that in my performances where I was singing cover songs, I wasn't feeling as creative as I could if I tried to make something of my own. Um, so I remember I like Googled something. I I did some research on like how to start songwriting. And I think Taylor Swift was the first sort of connection I found to that. And I was looking into how she started writing songs and then I became like an extreme Swifty at that point in my life (laughs) and was, was following her a lot and how she started writing songs following her songwriting process. And I started to teach myself acoustic guitar at the time. I had taken piano lessons, but I didn't know how to play guitar. So I just picked up a guitar, started to learn watching YouTube videos. And I just sort of started to spew out sounds and words and see if I could make something with it. Um, back in sixth or seventh grade, I would say. Is that, well, you mentioned the the difficulty in finding your own sound and really understanding how you want to put together a song that is you and that represents you. Is that what um, led to you being maybe a bit more hesitant with putting out music um, in the last couple of years? Um, definitely, definitely. I think because there's there's two sides i think that you that i have to that i think about anytime that i'm writing a song or thinking about producing a song um i have i would say like dozens of songs written that i haven't released and don't plan on releasing but they may be super authentic and they a lot of them have come out of my heart but that isn't the only thing i have to think about as an artist i have to think about is this going to get listeners? Is this going to be, is this going to be a worthy investment? Because producing songs takes a lot of money. Um, so there's times where I write a song that's that's really, really feels authentic to me, but I'm like, you know, I feel like I could create a more marketable product. And you and base this pulls me back. And this is interesting. So you base this, you base this first on lyrics only. It's not like you try to play around with instruments and trying to putting together a song and then deciding whether or not you put it out. You really base it on what you've written down and then deciding whether or not 
it will be it will make a good song for the, your audience um so i i decide like based off of the lyrics and the the melody and the, the composition mm. and everything um usually when i'm writing it's everything comes out Mm-hmm. together i don't usually write the lyrics first and then the music i usually just pick up my guitar or sit down on the piano and write out everything together um but but yeah it, it is weird because you might um one day you write a song that's su- that feels super authentic and you feel amazing about it and then the next day you begin to doubt is this is this actually you know, is this a worthy investment? Is this going to get listeners? And it's it's a constant sort of tug of war between like, I want to put out this music that feels real and I need to put out music that's commercially viable, you know? Um, and I think there have been moments where those have intersected. Like with the last song I put out, Leaving You, I felt like I could, I felt like, you know, I could combine the two, but yeah, it's it's complicated. I think. But can you ever be sure? Can you ever be sure what works with your listeners and and what doesn't work? And also, how do you if you if you if you go against the decision of putting a song out based on is it marketable? What do you base the decision on? That's a great question. <laughs> um, to your first question, I don't think you can ever know, and that's why I think you have to take the risk sometimes. And just put out a song and see what happens. Um, But also there are limitations to that because just putting out a song requires, requires a lot of money. Um, And the second to your second question, I, I also think you, you never know for sure. I think it's just more of like, you play around with it. You write a song, you come back to it the next day. And you think, hey, um, do I feel great about this? One, one, does it pass that check mark? Two, is this sort of, is this something that, um, you know, is this something that that you think that could be worth the the investment you're going to put into it? Right. I think that's always the biggest thing um, because producing a song costs a lot of money if you don't produce your own music. I write all my own music, compose it, but I'm not a technical gal as of yet. I, I plan to learn how to produce um, to make my life easier. But um, right now I just write and, and um, compose. So it's always a bit of, you know, a bit of a barrier for me in terms of should I produce this can you let me into that process of because I, I you're also alluding to the fact that it needs to be mixed and mastered by someone that by, by engineers yes. and uh, can you what what does that mean financially for you in terms of you've written the song you've 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 composed it and what are the next ste- steps that you would usually need to take and if you can maybe right. let me into also a bit of the financial yeah, side of things um, that'd be awesome Yes, for sure. So I <clears throat> I write a song uh, on my guitar or my piano, and then if I you know feel proud of it and I really really love it, and the next day I still really really love it, I record a demo of it, me playing on my acoustic guitar um, on voice memos, 
and I send it to my producer and just via text message. And I'm like, Hey, here's, here's this idea I have. I'd love to go through with producing it. Um, now I only ever get to this stage if I, you know, feel confident in the song and I know that it's worth the, um, the money that it's going to cost. Cause the money is it again, like it's, it can be pretty expensive, like a few thousand dollars just to, um, you know, get a couple hours of studio time and, um, have one fully produced track. So it is a few thousand dollars for one track. Yes. Yes. And that is, I mean, you, you could, you could, there are, there are plenty of producers out there, right? Um, there are really, really experienced producers who make, uh, you know, great music. And then there are, there are newer producers who also make great music. Um, and there's a cost range, but generally I know that the way I am, I, I, I would love to create like the best quality content possible without getting, you know, extremely out of my, my budget range. If I, I know if I'm going to post something on Spotify or Apple music, it's, it's, it's going to have to be, you know, it's going to have to be great. And <laughs> that's just yeah. the standard that I hold myself to. And the standard that I think you honestly have to hold yourself to if you want to have, you know, successful, successful music out there. Um, if you want your songs to be played on the radio, they have to sound clear. They have to sound well-mixed and well-produced. Um, otherwise, radio stations and other media outlets are just not going to accept them. They're not going to listen to them. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it, it's, it does end up being quite expensive. Yeah, no, and it's the right approach for sure. Always, always put in as much quality um, or get out as much quality as you can. And I think it makes, I mean, maybe as a, as a segue to my next question, um, maybe it's the high quality and also the, the, the great music that you've put out at a fairly young age, I would say. I, I, I don't, you know, uh, I think that you're early 20s or from what I remember reading somewhere or? Uh, currently 18. So fairly young age um, to, to, to put up music that sounds so mature and so professional is pretty insane. Um, and <laughs> what I also thought was insane, I don't know if you've, if, I mean, you've probably looked into your stats on Spotify, but your music is played in Europe as well. Like I saw cities like Paris and Vienna, and Milan. Um, I, I, I thought it was, I was curious to hear if you have any explanation on how that music, your music travels to these places from Dallas to, to Milan. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, it's only recently, uh, in the last three months. And I think I will give credit where credit is due. Um, so let me explain, uh, before I would say May of this month, I was, my, my streams were, were super low. Mar marketing has always been the biggest challenge for me. One, because I'm in school and I'm not constantly putting out content like, um, like a lot of artists are on TikTok and props to them. I aspire to, to be like them and to be able to balance both sides of my life. Um, but my marketing was just, you know, I was not getting a whole lot of streams on any of my songs, um, including my latest song, Leaving You. 
Um, I'd made a few TikToks myself trying to gain some TikTok traction, but I think my account itself was just, I think TikTok just didn't like my account for, for a very long time. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't getting much traction on my, on my videos as well, like the, the few videos that I'd put out since leaving you came out. And then um, I, I put my music on this new app called Mellow. Uh, I'm plugging Mellow right now. Uh, it's it's this app that someone I knew created to promote underground artists, and oh, the app yeah, I is think I've heard it's of, fairly new. But it's, yeah, I think I've heard of. Uh, I've I've seen that somewhere. It's like where artists can upload some songs and like more underground artists as well, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a new. It's a fairly new app. Um, I decided to just upload my music on there. And I did, um, and the creator of the app, um, I guess he does, he started this TikTok series mm -hmm. where he pulls some artists that, from that app that he likes, and um, basically he highlights them. And, and the series is really funny, because I think it's also very true, um, and it, it represents me pretty well. <laughs> um, the, the series is called uh, Artists with... Um, fire music, which I thought was really nice and kind, but like crappy marketing. So mm -hmm. that was the series. Um, and he made a video about my song where he basically called my marketing extreme crap, <laughs> which was, which was true. Um, and he, he basically thought my music was great. And that was basically the whole concept of the video. And that video, um, got like several tens of thousands of views oh, i don't awesome. know where it's at right now but last time i yeah last time i checked it it did pretty well and got you know it didn't like extremely blow up but it got several thousand likes as well and i basically had like an exponential increase in my um my listeners across all streaming platforms especially spotify that's amazing like, i great idea i had yeah it, it was it was great it was just sort of a lucky thing that happened um but i i gained a lot of listeners from that and was able to connect with a lot of new people and since then i've been sort of trying to keep up that traction trying to submit my music to you know as many playlists and blogs and websites and media outlets as possible. And I've been getting some good news from some places, some bad news from some other places. Um, and so what are good you know, news and that, bad that news? Is that, does that mean, um, Hey, so you reach out to them, you send an email, you write the email, you say, Hey, I'm Prisha. I have this <laughs> song. Could you post it on your blog? And then they get back to you and say yes or no. Is that kind of how it goes? That is exactly how it goes. I, I write. I find the email of the the radio station or the playlist on Spotify, the Spotify curator, and I go, "Hey, um, I'd love for you to to share my song. I can give you my website, my bio, all the music I've put out, my Spotify profile, my social media, my Bandcamp, anything you need. I will have it for you." And I send that email. Sometimes I DM pe sometimes I DM people on Instagram and um you know I just do as many of those as possible and I see where that takes me. And 
Is there a way for, for you to describe to, or to explain when, when people say no, do they give you any reasoning or do they just say it's not, doesn't fit? Um, why do people not want to support you in your own words? They do give reasons. And I think sometimes people give, give good reasons too. Um, some, usually for, for Spotify playlists, it's like, Hey, sorry. Like we, we loved your song, but it doesn't fit with the vibe and the mood of this playlist, unfortunately. And, um, you know, we wish you the best of luck or something mm. like that. Um, that's usually how it goes for playlists or sometimes occasionally for playlists, they'll be like, Hey, um, we, we thought that your writing was great, but we think your vocals could use a little work. Or we thought that the production was, I th we thought the mixing was a bit, um, you know, unbalanced or something like that. They'll, they'll say something that they didn't like about the song, like a, like an actual aspect of the song they didn't like. Um, which I think is good to hear as well. Personally, I, I want, that's like, if I'm getting feedback, that's actually great for me. <laughs> um, but those are, I think the best kinds of rejections you can get where they actually reply to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there are other rejections where they don't ever get back to you, which is basically a soft rejection. Um, and I am like, I think you have to reach out to basically a, a lot of people is, is the, the general idea that I've gotten over the past few months. I think it was what you mentioned with the, with the feedback that you get on your songs is that, do you think that that's actionable feedback? Is that something that you take to heart and that you try to to consider when putting together new new tracks? I think all feedback is is valid. Um, I'm very open minded person. I want to hear what you think about my song. I don't want you to sugarcoat anything. But I also know that everything that people say about my song doesn't necessarily have to change the way that I do make music and do things. You know, I, I can receive feedback gracefully and then decide whether or not I want to implement it based on what feels true to myself. I mm. think, I think for me, again, authenticity is, is number one, is this feedback going to change my process that makes my music, my music um, is this feedback? Uh, and then I think the other thing is, is this feedback coming from like a legitimate source, you know, mm. um, does this person, I think you have to think about credibility as well. Like, does this person, um, you know, if they're commenting on the mixing, like where, where does that feedback sort of come from? But, but yeah, generally I, I receive all feedback gracefully and then Sometimes I'm like, you know what? That's actually a really good point. Like I do think my my vocals and the mixing on my vocals could have been a little bit better. Like I think the the volume could have been a bit higher here. Um and then there are other times where I'm like, I see where you're coming from, but I think that's actually what I was going for. Like I wanted the mixing to sound like this. Mm. So because you were just mentioning, you know, reaching out to blogs and reaching out to Spotify and getting on playlists if we did a little a little um exercise of manifestation right now in this second what do you think right now is the thing that would help you out in your current situation as a as an artist the most is it 
some big artist like Taylor Swift reposting your story or is it you getting included in the Spotify playlist? Um, what do you believe right now at the second would really change your your trajectory in your career? Hmm. I personally think that what would that that kind of thing wouldn't necessarily be like a a retreat from Taylor Swift or like a a successful blog post or anything right now I think what I'm looking for is a really really good idea and a song that I'm proud of I think that's what I'm most struggling with um to be honest I think I'm in sort of a a space where I've been where one I haven't been writing as much which is on me because I'm just juggling a lot of things and not prioritizing writing. And I think the other thing is when I do write, I'm, I'm not, I'm oftentimes coming back to songs and thinking, I don't know if I'm a huge fan, you know? Um, so I think creative and artistic satisfaction is probably what I'm most looking for right now. That's a great answer. And that's also bringing me to, to, you mentioning juggling so many things and you mentioned that you you went off to college last year i think uh you know you graduated high school last year um that meant you know when we graduate high school it's like the world is like our store we can do whatever we want you want to obviously work on a successful career as a musician but you're also choosing to go to university how do you how do you juggle these things like how do you how do you make a decision on whether or not you should just go all in with the music and not go to college um, versus having kind of a safe route with doing music on the side. Yeah. You see, Miles, I, I don't think I will, you know, ever have a, a great complete answer for that. Um, but I think I just sort of, I, I know that I want to do well in school and continue to do school. I think my education is very important to me, not only because it, um, I think, you know, stability is one thing, but the other thing is I just enjoy, I enjoy learning and I enjoy, um, I enjoy being intellectually stimulated. And I think that a university education gives that to me. Um, so that's one thing and that's important to me. So I know that that's something that I don't want to push out from my life. Um, but at the same time, I know that artistic stimulation is also important for me. And um, I know that I see some potential in myself artistically and I want to continue to to grow that while I simultaneously, um, you know, go to school and pursue my degree. Who knows if if something really great happens on the artistic side, um, I could, you know, consider, consider putting school on the back burner for a little bit. But for now, I think it's just going to be a matter of trying to figure out how to juggle both. Um, and going, going at both, which is with as much, you know, dedication and, and passion as, as possible is, is kind of the approach I have right now. Do you still do a lot of covers of artists? Is that is that a because I know that you've you know you've done covers of Harry Styles songs, Olivia Rodrigo, I think, and you sing songs in the cabin in Tennessee, trying to you know engage your community that you have. Uh, how valuable are these ways of promoting your you know 
yourself as an artist, in your opinion? Yeah, I, I still do cover songs. I just put out a cover, actually, of Olivia Rodrigo's latest song. Um, just recorded a live cover, like, in my bedroom um, a couple days ago and put that out. I I don't do it, um, you know, like, every week, but I, I still put them out whenever I get a chance. And I think TikTok has made it a lot easier to put out shorter covers. Um, so I do that occasionally as well. Um, I think that they're a great way of you know, connecting with, with people who don't already know who you are, because it's easier to connect with someone who shares something with you. Um, and if they see you singing a song that they like, then they might consider looking into you. They might consider following you and exploring your music. So I definitely think that cover songs are a great way to to connect with people um but i i also think that original music is is also a great way to connect with with people just putting out unreleased snippets of unreleased songs on tiktok can sometimes be exciting for for people to um to listen to so yeah i think they're both valuable yeah and i and i, and I, I like the performative aspect of it you know it's not like you're not just putting out a song but you're really putting yourself in your face and your your being in front of a camera to show how you perform something um mm -hmm. which which you've also had some some um some experience with right i mean you've played in house of blues in dallas i think um is that yeah. correct and you've performed yes. at like songwriter festivals what how did do these things would you recommend other artists that are starting off to to get involved in these kinds of things and playing shows and participating in songwriter festivals and how did that advance yourself in, in your career yeah 100 would recommend i think before you even start with recording music or producing music i think you need to be comfortable singing and performing music live to some degree and and you're never going to be completely 100 comfortable if you're just starting out like even i'm not like you know entirely comfortable performing live i i still struggle to um put together like set lists of music that i feel super comfortable performing with but yes live performance i think is the first step you need to take as an artist um, put yourself out there actually physically and see, see how you like that. Um, see if it's fun. Cause if it's not fun, then, then maybe it's not right for you, you know? Um, so it, it definitely helped me in a lot of ways. I think personally it helped a lot with my, my confidence in myself, my confidence in my music and in my in my in my voice and things um you know when you have an audience listening to you and they like what you hear that 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 definitely makes you feel great and it makes yourself feel great when you can see that other people are enjoying it um so personally it definitely helped a lot and then i think music wise i've been able to network with so many cool musicians like i performed at a songwriters festival in alabama um, like two years ago, I think. And um, 
I did a little songwriters round robin where we, there were three songwriters on the stage and we each would sing a song of our own and then sort of alternate and then talk about our songs with each other. And there was an audience listening. So it was, it was cool. Um, and those experiences have allowed me to connect with other musicians who are also so passionate about what they do. And I've also learned so much about what what being a good, good musician means, just connecting with these other awesome, talented people. So there's so many benefits to doing live performances, songwriters, festivals, anything really. You mentioned so many other talent, talented people that you've that you've met through these opportunities, and I, I'm I'm wondering who who are artists that might be in a in a situation also where they're just starting off the career that you know of that you believe are very talented that you would want to recommend on the show. Do you have some people in mind that you want to shout out? Yeah, um, let me think. I. I think that ooh I'm I'm think I'm remembering their faces but I'm struggling to find their names. Um I think one one great artist who I I met back in middle school who's doing awesome things now. Um she's she's absolutely incredible. She makes uh I think she sings in in Spanish mostly. But she does have, I think, a couple English songs out there as well. If I'm, if I'm not wrong, I could be wrong. Her name is Kate Crystal. I think she's great. Um, super talented. Um, she's also sort of starting out her career, but she has a pretty good following, and she's she's awesome. She's she was always a great person to be around, and um, very talented vocalist. Very very kind person. Very fun to be around. I would definitely recommend her if you're ever able to reach out to her. Cool. Mm, you've mentioned a couple of things already talking about, you know, um, your, your struggle of, you know, really finding your creativity and keep writing and finding the time to write. And I was wondering with that, are there other challenges that you, that you face and that you're facing that are, that are difficult for you starting your career as a musician and really getting it to the next level other than the, the creative block? that you have sometimes? Yeah, I think that's one thing, um, which is mainly because when you're, when you're in school and you are not actively making time to be creative, that means that you have creative blocks more often because you're not doing it as much. Like, cause honestly, I think that it's kind of like working a muscle songwriting. You have to do it. You have to do it regularly. Um, And the more you do it, the better you become at coming up with good ideas that you feel proud of. Um, so that's definitely a struggle. Another thing is um, getting people to listen to your music, you know, um, just successful marketing, which I've already mentioned. Um, in the past few months, I've had like some some moderate success with that. I think the, the most success I've probably had organically um, since I started making music, which is great. Um, but it's, it's still an ongoing challenge to keep that traction going and to make sure that people are still listening to music. Um, and to make sure that I'm still putting out enough content for people to keep listening to my music. So yeah. 
Yeah, you mentioned the word great or the word marketing again. And I I I I did want to mention that I thought it was a great marketing move of yours to put your phone number into your Spotify profile. Um <laughs> and I'm wondering if someone's ever reached out to you through there or like Oh yes. I so I actually will will say that I was inspired by another artist um to put my my artist I mean not my artist my phone number in my Spotify bio actually a, f a fellow musician that I go to school with at UT Austin um I I just saw that she made music and she was in my class and I was like wow that's very cool <laughs> saw her profile and saw that she had her phone number in there and I was like that's pretty cute I I would love to to try that so I put my my phone number in there and yes I've gotten about you know not not a whole lot but i'd say about a dozen to dozen to 20ish maybe messages texts from people um and they're always the best thing they're they're my most favorite thing to to see on my phone you know i would that like if i could get those texts all the time that would be incredible because they're so sweet and they're so they're so kind always um Usually it'll just be, you know, something like, you know, we, we love your music or something like that. But very, very simple, short messages of encouragement that, um, you know, make me happy that people are liking what I put out. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I really like that you did that. It's really cool. Really good idea. Is there something you wish you would have known about starting a career in music prior to doing so Ooh, um tough question um i think there would be two things one is that it it can it can cost a lot of a lot of money to make things that you're proud of um yeah that's that and then the other thing is it also takes a lot of time and energy. Um, when I started my music career, I guess, I was 11 years old and I was in school and I was doing it on the side, which, which I guess I still am right now in college. But, um, you know, I was doing it on the side, doing my classwork, coming home from, from school and then picking up my music stuff. And... I realized, I think, within a few couple years that I started making music that it you have to put as much time as you're putting into, you know, your your schoolwork and all of that as into music as well. It's it's not something you can just do um on the side even if you are doing it on the side. So that's already that's already great advice also because um i have two final questions for you and even though you're you're at the very early start of your career and it's funny because i so i hope this is not because i know like comparisons with other artists are always a bit weird and you know you have your own lane and your own style and you know um but you mentioned taylor swift earlier and i, I just thought it was really interesting um because i sent a text to a friend of mine earlier and i was like yeah i have another interview tonight with prisha and for some reason she she gives me the feeling that when taylor swift is going to die down she's going to be the next taylor swift filling out like arenas and stuff like that 
And I don't know, when I heard your song, I immediately knew that that's like, that's pure talent right there and that you have your own, yeah, your own lane basically. So for you being at such an early stage in your career, and that's what I wanted to get at initially with what I said, is uh, is crazy because, you know, you'll get very big. And uh, I hope that in 10 years you'll you'll listen to this podcast again and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I've just filled out like a massive arena and that was, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely see that, you know. Um, Thank you. That means a lot. But, um, but that, yeah, that brings me to my question. Like what, even at the early stage of your career right now, what is the advice that you could already give someone who's like starting off fresh? Like what are two or three things to keep in mind when starting a music career? So I would say, for me, I'm coming from a place, I'm coming from, this is coming from someone who doesn't do music full time and is doing music while simultaneously being a student. Um, and I think that if you are in that place, I would say just be be constantly learning from from other artists, from, from your musical peers, because, you know, you're going to, you're going to see people doing things better than you all the time. And that's just, um, you know, people who are, who are marketing better than you, people who maybe have better quality producers or something, you know, so be constantly learning and, and and figuring out how how people are doing things and experiment with different sounds experiment with different styles it's okay to not know who you are as an artist i think that these days on social media and online it's so easy to see like super talented young people who know exactly what kind of young you know music they want to put out and know exactly the kind of sound they want to put out um and they're doing it you know but that's even they in actuality are still figuring themselves out too. So don't think that you need to have everything figured out as far as who you are as an artist, just be constantly learning, I think would be one thing. And then I think the other is make sure that music is fun for you. Whenever it's easy as a professional artist, like when you're starting to become professional to turn your music career into like a job. And, and I guess it is a job for a lot of people, but make sure it's fun, you know, make sure it's not draining you. Um, make sure that music is giving you joy and do what it takes to, to get joy out of music. You know, if, if you're doing something that is not making you happy with your music, don't do it. Don't sacrifice your joy just because just for like listeners, you know, um, cause that can be very crushing. And I think that has long-term consequences. If you're, if you make a career move, um, that isn't authentic and true to yourself. So just do stuff that makes you happy. I think is a really big thing. And is that what you, what you do it all for? What, as a final question, do you ever take the time to think about the juggling, the stress, the financial pressure? Like what, what is it that you do this all for? 
Mm. That's a great question. Um, I think I do it all because I just love the idea of creating good music. Like, I love the idea of creating something that just makes you stop and makes your jaw drop or something that makes you cry and like really, really feel something on a level that you've never felt before. That is what I aspire to do with, with all my music. Like I, I, I do it because I hope that, you know, with all of the, the music that I'm making, that I can create something that, you know, makes someone feel something like insane something that they've never experienced before um some emotion that they've never felt before i think that's what i do it all for i do it for the the possibility of making something like amazing Prisha, thank you so much for this really um amazing conversation i really enjoyed it thank you yeah thank you this was this was great i've um i've never recorded a very sort of authentic, vulnerable podcast like this. So this was great. Thank you. I can promise you won't get This was Unsigned Hype episode 8 with Prisha Meta. The track you're hearing right now is called Plans. You will find the song in the Unsigned Hype podcast playlist along with all other songs discussed in this episode. Make sure to support Prisha by checking out her music and following her on social media. And for your weekly Unsigned Hype, make sure to also follow us on Spotify and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes below. The plans to make-